Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now hey everybody just real quick before the show started uh this is steve and i just wanted to let you know for all the latest information on our podcast Hit us up on Twitter at E-I-L-F Movies. That's everything I learned from movies. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. If you're looking for incredible art or maybe gifts for an upcoming uh, birthday or Father's Day, Mother's Day, anything like that, Christmas, uh, you can check out Izzy's art at untidyvenus.etsy.com. You can also find us on all the uh, podcatchers like Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts or iTunes, whatever they're calling it these days, Podcast Addict, uh, basically... Google us, you'll find us, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. All right, on with the show. Everything I learned from movies With a one last plot holes a gratuitous It's time to get busy with your friend Stephen Steve. And I am aroused. And this is Everything, Everything I, I Learned from, from movies. movies. And tonight. Uh, oh, tonight. <laughs> we are starting off June. June. With oh my god, babe, thank you for this birthday gift. <laughs> You're welcome. This magnificent birthday gift of Genies in June. <laughs> You're welcome, babe. And of course, we're talking 1997's Wishmaster. Oh, Steve, <laughs> I did not see this movie soon enough. We just discovered this last year. Yeah. Yeah, but it was on Amazon Prime, and I was like, I feel oh, like I've heard of Four this, of them maybe? were on Amazon Prime. Oh, we watched we all like, four of them in a day. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I was so angry I hadn't seen this sooner. This movie is great! (laughs) Spoiler alert, we might have liked it. (laughs) But first. But first. A little parched, babe. Oh, are you now? Man, I wish I had something to satiate this thirst. Is that what you wish of me? (laughs) Just like the sparkly gem our gin is going to be extracted from, we have the (laughs) Spark Ale, a sparkling rosé ale with apple, cranberry, peach, and cherries from 21st Amendment. Huh. (laughs) 5.5% alcohol by volume. I'm not going to lie, I'm a little bit scared. It's got a firework on the front, though, sounds with like, apples and cherries shooting out of it. Sounds like a fruit punch beer, but, uh, alright, let's go for it. I think this might be a beer garita. Mmm. My experience with let's them see, is not let's, great. Let's just try it. Alright. And my top. Oh, my top. <laughs> and the pour. Oh, it's pretty. Yeah, it's like a... It's a rosé color. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of pinky, and it's definitely golden. Super fruity aroma. Wow, it smells like high C. <laughs> wow, yeah. It's got a white foamy head that's dissipating quickly. Steve's going in for the sip. Oh, that is fruity. It's basically like apple cider. Oh, that's cider. Yeah. Yeah, that's just cider. It's good, but it's cider. It's not yeah. beer. <gasps> Does that make it a braggot? <laughs> I'm sorry, sweetie. What hate speech was that? No, no, Isn't a braggot when you do apple cider and beer? Yeah, probably. Yeah, that sounds right. I think. Let me Google it. I think it's what a braggot was. A mead or, made from honey or, and barley malt. Sorry. Uh, oh, so it's like the honey with and melomel? Isn't that when it's like... Uh, melomel is with grapes. Grapes, yeah. yeah. Let's see, a uh, beer trying to think what it is with fruit. But... Cider. It's a snake bite. Oh, <laughs> no, it's the um, a Rattler, right? It's a graph. Graph. G-R-A-F. Okay. It's a oh. giraffe. And if you blend it together, it's a snake bite. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Lager and cider. Yeah, it's not bad, but yeah, it's it's oh, also th- called a purple Wednesday. <clears throat> okay. In I guess in the UK. I, I believe that's a sex move. <laughs> it involves a goth chick and anyway. <laughs> do you do that before or after Portuguese breakfast? After. Okay. Yeah. Always yeah. after. Always do you do that after. Portuguese breakfast yeah, yeah, while you're you, you you do that first thing. <laughs> Yeah, no hop characteristic, it's a cider. But yeah. Yeah. So Wishmaster. Wishmaster. Ah, from director Robert Kurtzman. Who's he, Steve? (laughs) He's a director. No. He directed a movie called The Demolitionist. Interesting. Ooh, I wonder if that's a sequel to Demolition Man. (laughs) I do. It's a... (laughs) Oh my god, it's probably a Stallone... uh, parody movie of demolition man yes, and specialist and the specialists, they yeah. came together and had a love child the demolition is cliff cobra uh this and then a 2007 movie called the rage and a 2007 movie called buried alive Alrighty then but he rose to fame as the makeup guy for such classics as night of the creeps evil dead 2 Elm Street 5, Tales from the Dark Side, People Under the Stairs, From Dust Till Dawn, Scream, Spawn, Vampires. Yes, John Carpenter's oh, Vampires. Oh, 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 stop. I can't Ghosts get of so Mars. <laughs> Ghosts of Mars. Eh? Bad yeah. Boys 2. Yeah. <laughs> Tusk and Yoga Hosers. So, so. only gold. Uh, sure. Pure gold. And of course, this also comes from writer Peter Atkins. Yeah, who's he, Steve? Well,. He wrote Hellraiser 2 and like five other of the sequels. 
And of course, all four Wishmasters. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Good for him. Yeah. So he went out on top. Right. I mean, you know. How do? You, how can you top that? Yeah. So you get all the rings. You can just go home. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, starring Andrew Divoff. Eh, Divoff, I think is how you're supposed to say it. Um, as the Wishmaster, Tammy Lauren as Alex, aka Blonde Chick. <laughs> <laughs> and then a goddamn murderer's row of. Uh, Horror icons. We got yeah. Robert England as Raymond Beaumont, Kane Hodder, Tony Todd, Ted Raimi, Buck Flowers, Crazy yeah. Drunk Drivers. Yeah, it's great. They spoiler alert. They killed off every great horror character. <laughs> Pretty much. This movie was somebody's wet dream. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, we start off. Um, fun fact. If you go to Amazon Prime right now, it's not uh, included on Prime like it was before, but you can either rent this for $4 or buy it for 5 Guess oh, which one we did. Buy it for 5 guys! <laughs> Steve, we've probably dropped 15 bucks on this movie already at this point. That's... We might as well have just bought it the first No, it was, it was all free before. It was included with Prime. <laughs> but... Oh, I also forgot to mention, Robert Kurtzman. He's part of the uh, Kurtzman, Nicotero, and Burger are they steve well they are basically the makeup guys they're the ones that do like the walking dead and pretty much all the major yeah horror flicks um which this movie of course has the three of them doing see they get the opening credits uh then there's like they're like forging an opal um and then there's like some voiceover like of like in the time before time there was a genie or the gin who gave, and then it's like something like, and they gave light, which gave water, which gave plants, yeah. which gave effervescence. Which I gave don't know. it big dirt. <laughs> I remember the things didn't really like match up well. Like it gave light, which gave the stone, which gave yeah. happiness, which gave, I don't know, a feeling of self-satisfaction. I don't know. But but it ends <laughs> with fear to gin. All you need to do is fear the gym. They were created uh, after the Earth, but before man. And, oh yeah, and they were uh, vanquished to another realm and can only be brought here by the wishes of men. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's definitely like a mummy situation where it's like they're given infinite power, but it's held within the constraints of what people wish of them. Exactly. Although that really gets called into question in this movie a bunch. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And then we go to Persia, the year 1127 AD, and shit is going awry. Yeah. There's like a was like a wizard or a sorceress or something like that, mm-hmm. kind of just running through a bazaar, and everybody's oh, like, Oh no, it's, it's like out. the Great Hall of like... Oh, is it the Great Hall of the Palace? Yeah, of the Palace. Oh, okay. They were having a party. Yeah, I just remember there was the, the one guy who had the, the Han Solo death. Like, he was basically thrown yeah. into the wall and became the wall. <laughs> yeah, because uh, we were about to find out that uh, the Emperor brought the stone and uh, asked the, his first wish was, uh, or his second wish? Uh, his second wish. We don't know what his first one was, but this wish that caused this was he wished to uh, to see wonders in his palace. Yeah, well, like wonders I've never seen. As you wish. Uh. And then <laughs> and then you basically get a special effects showcase from these guys. And there's like the... <laughs> probably the best one. Besides, you know, the Han Solo death was kind of cool. The best one. Yeah. Skeletus Eruptus. Yeah. Where the skeleton leaps out of the body. Hey, you're talking. <laughs> oh, so great. Simpsons <laughs> reference. And there's like the snake guy who's like, help us. <laughs> Only you can help us. 
Willow. <laughs> Call back. Uh, but yeah, then the sorcerer gets to where the I don't know Maharaja, the the the, the king, uh, Sultan, whatever yeah. it is, uh, gets there, and the 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 jinn is there. He's basically like, Sultan, you shouldn't be doing this. Don't let him. Don't do the third wish. Otherwise, you release an evil upon the world. And the wishmaster is like, mm, Would you like me to get this guy out of here? What's your wish? <laughs> you could make this all stop. Yeah. You just have to wish it so. But then the sorcerer pulls out his super fantastic opal. Yeah. And basically banishes the the djinn into the opal to which yeah. never be seen um, until present day, you know, 900 years later. Yeah. <laughs> and we go to the docks and we meet uh, we meet Beaumont, played by Robert England. Yeah. And they're unloading a crate, except the uh, crane operator seems to be incredibly intoxicated. Super surly. <laughs> so a regular dock worker, as far as I know? Yeah, pretty much, but, you know, they're at least functional half the time. Exactly. you got to be a functional drunk. Yeah, but yeah. If there's Take anything the edge learned, off. If there's but... anything I've learned from movies, it's that all dock workers are drunk. That's true. If you are a dock worker and you're not drunk, please send us a message, possibly after drinking. There you go. <laughs> yeah, send us a drunken DM at EILF Movies. That's everything. Anyway. So yeah, drunk guy drops the crate and it completely splatters Beaumont's assistant. Like, yeah. <laughs> but it was loaded with like, you know, the ancient, like a 12th century Persian statue. Yeah. Sorry, I can talk today. And it like shatters, of course, crumbles to bits. But inside is this opal. Yeah, and one, one of, the, of the dock workers who rushes over sort of just... Slips it in his pocket. Oop. And we have a guy just show up at a Regal Auctioneers to get this uh, this thing appraised. And uh, the guy's like, oh yeah, what's this? Oh yeah, this is uh, pretty cool. I'm not an expert though. Uh, let me get back to you. I have one of my experts look at it. We then cut to a tennis match. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good game, Alex. I don't know. Oh, that's right. So, when are we going to fuck? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Alex is the girl. And the guy, yes. I don't remember the guy's name, but yeah, yeah. Nathan, John, Dan. <laughs> Dan? Oh, go Dan. Yeah. Dan and Alex, they're, they're having a little tennis match, but they're like, they're wrapping up for the day, and then Dan's like, hey, so uh, let's go get that dinner we were talking about, huh? No, you know, you're my best friend. I would hate to do anything to mess that up. Yeah, definitely like being in the friend zone. No, yeah. but for real though, I mean, look at me. No, ever since my parents died and I blamed myself and my sister's gone off to be kind of a slutty whore, I just really need a good friend and I'd rather have you as a good friend. <sighs> look, just because your parents burned alive and it's all your fault doesn't mean I can't get my dick wet. It does. Aren't Damn you it. supposed to ask me to dinner? Because I have a snappy comeback. I thought I did. Yeah, you want to go to dinner? How about a uh, beer and pizza? Or, uh, sorry, a uh, beer and a ball game. Uh, okay. No, oh wait, that's not the kind of the date. Wait, that's not the kind of date I am looking for. Wait, Netflix and chill. Ah, uh, <laughs> look, I'll see you at work because we also work together. Oh God, that's right. Why would I do such a stupid thing, guys? I'm just gonna pause right here. Don't dip your pen in the company ink. Just don't ever. Or the company stink. <laughs> especially the company stink that one will come back to bite you in the stink <laughs> yeah so they have like a little touching friend moment as they separate and then i ran down the guy just peels the fuck out <laughs> he does he's got that little convertible 
Oh, he puts his hat on her because he's casting a spell of love upon her. Oh, God, that's right. Oh, I'm like, wait, wait, casting a spell? What are we talking about? Yeah, he puts his nasty-ass baseball cap on her head, which I'm going to argue, the fact she doesn't immediately back away or, like, do anything to get rid of that nasty-ass baseball cap means she's ready to fuck him because girls don't like nasty-ass baseball caps on their heads and they'll tolerate it from guys... They'll like get on top of them all sweaty and nasty. <laughs> so yeah, so she goes to work and uh Where does the, she work, Steve? Well she works at Regal Auctioneers as a gemologist expert or something. Yes. And so get, she gets handled this fire opal thing that got brought in for the appraisal. Yeah. And she's like, Oh, it's a little cloudy and like rubs on it and breathes on it a little bit. And then we get some uh jump scare of the guy like popping up behind her, like, Hey, what is that? <laughs> Oh, she's looking at it under the telescope, and she oh, thinks she right. sees something in oh, the Oh, that's opal. right, a little, little flash of whatever. Yeah, and then her boss pops up, hey, what'd you see? <laughs> Is it worth money? Because I feel like it's worth a lot of money. I can hear the money hairs on the back of my neck going, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, uh, pants should have been. Oh, the, Joey, yeah, Joey pants if, if they could afford pants. a Joey pants, I mean, he was probably filming Matrix or something at this point. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, something's wrong with it. I gotta send it. I gotta send it to our guy. And who's our guy? It's Dan! Or whatever the fuck his name is. It's Dan, the cock-blocking friend zone. Yeah. yeah. Hey, could you take a look at this for me? I mean, I know it's your job, but also as a special favor to me, your cute blonde friend. Hmm. And then we... No, no, the, 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 the gin isn't out yet, babe. No, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the gin's, like, eavesdropping and, like, mm, pee-whipped. Uh. <laughs> Oh, Steve is a gin. Have some goddamn self-respect, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) You're a good-looking guy. Go get some pussy. (laughs) Mm, Have you tried her sister? (laughs) Spoiler alert. (laughs) So then then we cut to uh, what Alex does in her free time, which is apparently coach a horrible girls basketball team. Oh my god, yeah, she's like, I gotta go, the girls are waiting for me. (laughs) Babe, what's the key to being a good basketball player? Stillness. Stillness? You have to be still, no matter what else is going on in the court. Be still. That's how you win games. I mean, Steve, as somebody who played (laughs) semi-professional, does this feel right? No! No, no, no. Stillness is quite the opposite of what you want. <laughs> I know it's supposed to be like, oh, you know, stillness and just, you know, being in the flow and all that stuff. But she's saying stuff like time doesn't exist. Other players don't exist. Like, no, nah, they're out there. You, you right? Know, you you got to strategize. Are you going to get hit by the train if you practice stillness on the basketball court, babe? I think that also explains why the uh, players of the team are so excited when they finally make a basket in practice. <laughs> Like, oh my gosh, did you see it, coach? (laughs) Then we cut back to uh, the lab where Dan's looking at the the opal. And he puts it under a little thermal imaging thingamajig. And all of a sudden it just fucking explodes, releasing the gin. Yeah! By Uh, the way, mortally wounding him. Oh yeah, he got fucked up. Like, he's got shrapnel on his face and chest and stuff. And then, oh my god. Oh my god, the baby gin. The, the, the baby gin c- crawling out of there, just like crawling on the ground. <laughs> and the creepy ass voice like, mm, does it hurt? Uh, mm. Yes, it hurts so bad. Would you like the pain to stop? Only if I can get my dick wet. 
mm, as you wish. No, I don't <laughs> think that dick wet part was part of it, but but yeah, basically he just ends up killing him. Yeah. I seem to remember it taking a while too. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, and he like flips inside out or some shit, and the me, meanwhile, yeah. like the gins like also turning inside out and getting bigger like i don't know shedding his baby skin I yeah don't well because know. the more misery and suffering he inflicts on the world the stronger he is there you go um oh and while this is happening uh, alex is like having like like able to see it like she's basically tripping out on the sidelines at the at the basketball game yeah and she and then like you know it's like for a minute and then she's like oh what the fuck was that i think after that oh yeah she has to be like Dan, I gotta go check on Dan. And so she, oh. she, like, runs off to the lab. And the cops are already at the scene. She just walks right the fuck past everybody, right to the corpse. And then somebody's yeah. like, hey, 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 you can't touch that. <laughs> Who are you? I was his best friend. Uh, best friend, huh? Uh, sounds like he was pee-whipped. All right, well... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what happened here? You know what he was doing? Yes, he was looking at a rock. It's all my fault. It probably exploded <laughs> and killed him and turned him inside out. What the fuck is wrong with him? Yeah, so that scene went nowhere. But we're also introduced to the police detective who, I said it the first time we watched it, looked a lot like an old boss of mine. Like, I was like, Reggie, are you in this movie? Right? <laughs> I knew he grew up in L.A., but... <laughs> Cut across town to um, a bum, played by, of course, Buck Flower. Yeah. You may also know him as the bum from Back to the Future. He's the bum from things. Yeah. He's a, you know, a panhandler or whatever out in front of a pharmacy, drunk off his ass. And the, yes. the pharmacist guy comes out he, and he's well, like, he's hey. he's stalking this, like, poor lady. He's like, hey, can I have a buck or five bucks or something? You know, oh, yeah, I'm waiting for you to get changed. I'll be waiting right here for you. And the pharmacist is like, hey, stop scaring off my customers. Get the fuck out of here. And he's like, oh, fuck you, do what I want. Uh. And he... You know, rubble, 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 and walks down an alley, and then he hears someone. Mm, how's it going, friend? <laughs> uh, I think I'm a little bit drunk, but that guy's an asshole. What would you wish would happen to him? I wish he'd die of cancer. Mm, as you wish. Uh, think you might need a drink, my friend. Pass. Would you do it in exchange for your soul? Ah, hell, I'd do it for 40 bucks and a blowjob. I'd give <laughs> you the 40 bucks and a blowjob. Wait, what? Do you <laughs> want a blowjob? I need 40 bucks. Oh. I'm really uh, drunk. Actually, I'd really just like your soul to kill that guy, if that's cool. I don't know. I really just want to give somebody a blowjob. <laughs> we can settle that up later. <laughs> so, yeah, basically the pharmacist also, like just starts like kind of bubbling from the inside like yeah. he saw the ark of the covenant or something and yeah just dies in front of a bunch of people and the bum like kind of watches it through the window and he's like holy shit what's wrong with him holy shit <laughs> this whole movie is perfect steve yeah pretty much well and then we cut to alex she kind of sees the whole thing and uh, she has a flashback about people being in a fire. Uh, yeah, that's right. She talks with her sister or something. Yes. And like, yeah, just stop thinking. Your parent, uh, the, your, our parents dying in the fire is all your fault. You were just a little girl. Blah, blah, blah. Some, some bullshit like that. Oh, yeah. There was that one weird scene where she was uh, sleeping with all the candles on. Yeah. She, so she has a dream <laughs> within a dream. 
She yeah. wakes up, and yeah, all her candles in her whole damn house are lit. Yeah. She is asking for another fire for somebody whose family died <laughs> right? in a fire. And that, at that point, I've written down, maybe it was her fault. Right? <laughs> I'm just scared of the dark. Yeah. Then just turn on a lamp like a normal human being. Now, now she's trying to figure out what's going on with this opal. So she goes to the docks and starts asking around, like the uh, the construction worker guy. Oh yeah, that's right. She finds one construction worker. Like, are you yeah, a well, brick? Or first, whatever. she finds the um, the article about the statue getting broken. And oh she, yeah, yeah. She assumes that the gem is from that. No, th- th- there's a scene. I guess I assume was cut out because it was pointless. But, like she goes to the dock worker guy and is basically like. Uh, you know anything about this opal? Yeah, no, no, I don't no. know anything about that. Well, no, no. Do you know George who brought this to the auctioneer place and totally didn't drop your name as soon as I threatened to pull the detectives okay. on him? Yeah. That's right. She went to him. Yeah. And then, yeah, he dropped the name and so she went down there. At some point she does read an article about the thing because that's when she finds out that like Mike Tully or whatever uh is was the drunk um the A drunk crane worker. crane worker yeah because she remembers her name his name later yeah uh, yeah and i think uh basically they're like like who owned the statue well uh, i was like oh it's beaumont you know beaumont right so she goes to meet uh apparently her old buddy beaumont um, and she's appraised things for him before oh that's right that's right but yeah goes to see him and you're like oh alex what can i help you with Oh, here, have I shown you my my new statue room that includes fucking Pazuzu from Heretic? Pazuzu. If you haven't seen The Exorcist to the Heretic, oh, watch yeah. it. Oh, God, yes. I swear one of the... When they're like panning around showing all the statues in, in his statue room. Oh, yeah. Have you ever seen the show My Pet Monster? The yes little tv movie we watched yeah. it oh okay i did force you watch yeah. it awesome yeah because i wanted one of those to be in there so bad <laughs> oh i know oh that would have been so good you yeah, know there were definitely uh statues reminiscent both of history and of like every movie this movie is made for fans of horror movies yeah yeah totally totally so then we cut to the school of medicine and you think huh that's random well the Wishmaster's wandering around and uh He's apparently looking for a body that he can, uh, yeah. I don't know, take the identity of. He just needs some skin, man. <laughs> so he sneaks into the morgue, and we get a little, uh, little kind of afro white boy. Uh, yeah, student. got the Jufro going. Yeah, kind of comes in there and he's like, "Oh, what do you do to that body? Mm, is this something you don't wish to see?" Yeah, I really wish I hadn't seen this. Mm, as you wish. Oh my God. They've been sewn shut. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that that uh, that guy dies. Oh, that's right. And then we uh, Alex is. Uh, I think Beaumont refers Alex to this folklore teacher. Like, yes. Yeah. Because she wants to know more about the statue, and he's like, I don't know. I'm getting my information from this crazy bitch. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh, yeah, it's a, it's about a gin, you know. Forget what you heard about <laughs> all that that stuff in cartoons about uh, granting wishes and helping street rats. No, yeah. no, gin is like a, a mischievous little bastard who will take your wishes and turn them on you." Yeah. All right. So then, when, uh, across town, uh, you know, Wishmaster's got his new body, uh, played by Andrew Devoff. 
Yeah. He's just a good-looking dude, but he needs a suit. So he's uh, he finds a nice one, puts a couple 20s down a hot girl's bra. Yeah. And it's like, yep, you just bought a suit with titty money. Good yeah. job, Jimmy. Do you wish to... Do you, do you ever worry that your beauty is fading? Well, I mean, that's just how it is, right? What if you could be beautiful forever? Would you wish it? I would totally want to be beautiful forever. Say it. I wish I could be beautiful forever. Shh. Pleasure doing business with you. Oh, I'm a mannequin. Ah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. It's all about. Uh, it's all about the kill, I guess. Oh yeah, and then the gin goes to uh, Detective uh, Nathanson, is the guy's name. Yeah. The detective, and he's like, mm, can you give me the address of this girl named Alex? I really need to give her something. It rhymes with dick. No. Uh, <laughs> <Some> dick razors? That <laughs> mm, rhymes with penis. <laughs> Venus razors? Oh, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> Have those been invented yet? They're new on the market. Alrighty then. We're trying to get the rights to the Bananarama song. <laughs> that would ne- be really, really good for your business. Negotiations are not going well, though, but I'm optimistic. <laughs> yeah, and basically Detective Nathanson's like, look, if she's expecting you and you're a friend or something, you should totally know where the address is. And then across the room, uh, like the detective's like not even paying attention to the Wishmaster, and he's like, is that guy bothering you? <laughs> right? And the detective's like, that guy's been in here like four times and he keeps getting off scot-free. Mm, wouldn't you like to just kill him? Like, oh, I, like, like I'd like to catch, catch him, him red-handed. Mm, as you wish. And then this guy has like four cops around him, but he like pushes them and like grabs the gun for one and just starts fucking mowing guys down. Plow, yeah. plow, plow. And then, of course, all the other cops just fucking unload on him. He's got squibs going off everywhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. And there's the one cop that, like, stands over him and he, like, rips his fucking jaw off. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> yeah, that shit was vicious. Yeah, and then, so yeah, so every cop in the place starts unloading into him. And, by the way, he takes that pretty well. Yeah, right. He the wishmaster goes to the 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 appraisal warehouse, and uh, he talks to the security guard. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He talks to the security guard, played by Kane Hodder. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, "I want you to leave." Mm, I'm not gonna do that. Well, if you're coming through here, you're gonna have to come through me. Mm, I'd love to we... see you try that. That's right. That's right. He's basically just like wouldn't stop talking to him until he finally said something where it's like, mm, I'm going to take that as a wish, homie. <laughs> right? And then he basically turns him into glass and then crashes through him. And yeah, the CGI effects on that wasn't the best. <laughs> we'll put it that way. Yeah, they try to do a little too much there. Yeah, yeah, CGI. Well, I mean, all, all the practical effects in this movie are oh, pretty fucking fantastic. legit. Uh, but yeah, so the Wishmaster goes to Alex's boss there at the auctioneer place. Uh, and he's basically like, I need Alex's address. I'm like, oh, I don't know. That, that'd that be really a dick move of me. And he's like, I'll give you golden diamonds. Mm. Right. And then, yeah, he basically settles on, I'd, li- I'd like a million dollars. And then we get <laughs> a scene that I thought was so fucking funny. Because we cut to, apparently, across the country or whatever, in an airport, there's a woman... <laughs> 
who's uh, signing an insurance policy for a million dollars as she's getting onto a flight. Yeah. And it's this guy's mom. <laughs> like, yep, that's me. Alex's boss's mom. <laughs> right? Basically, like, Basically, really yeah. putting it down. Oh, yeah. Like, this is what's happening. And then, like, you don't even see, you just hear the plane, like, crashing or exploding or something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So then we get more white girl women's basketball. And then, yeah, this is the scene where, like, uh, she's coaching, like, from the middle of the court, which... Yeah, she's just in the middle of the court for no reason. But then she starts totally tripping out because the Wishmaster's, like, calling out to her. Yeah. Oh, we probably should have mentioned this. The Wishmaster has to find Alex because she's the one that opened, like, rubbed the opal. Yeah, she's the one who brought, like, reawakened him, so she's the one who has to make the wishes. Yeah. Once she makes three wishes, then he can open the doorway and let all his buddies into this realm. Yeah, yeah, there we go. We really should have mentioned that earlier, but... And we sort of only found out about it, like, around here in the movies. Yeah, it gets kind of pieced together. That's right, the folklore lady basically explained it, yeah. Uh, but yeah, then the Wishmaster is basically like reaching out to her and is basically like, Alex, I'm going to find you uh, make you your wishes. Oh, that's right. No, he actually shows up at the game and is like yes, talking to the yeah, sister. That's the, right. He's up in the the stands. That's why she like stops and she stares at him. And then she has yeah, like the, the vision of all these awful things happening to uh, her boss and his her boss's mom and, and like the detective and the yeah, the blind the guy while well, the kids are like playing apparently yeah. and she's like screaming <laughs> nobody notices her sister's just like oh he uses her sister's phone yeah that's right um alex is like she needs to talk to the folklore teacher again because she's like oh i've got a psychic connection with him and i gotta know how to defeat him and the the teacher is basically like would you like some coffee no, no, I just want to know how to defeat this, this gene. Are you gene. hungry? Would you like some food? No. No, uh, look. Do you I, want to drink a water? It's kind of warm in here. It is It is kind of warm, but Would you, you know like what? Open I'm a okay. Would you like that? No. I. What I want to know Would is you, how do I defeat a genie? Would you like me to eat your clam? What? What can I get you? What can I do for you? Paraplegic sex scene? Why would you? What? What are you talking about? <laughs> It basically becomes pretty obvious pretty quickly that uh, the folklore teacher is the Wishmaster in disguise. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's like around this time where it's like, mm, I can't kill unless it's asked of me. Uh, would you be surprised what you can live through or something like that? Yeah. Or maybe that was a different movie. That was a different movie. (laughs) But but yeah, yeah. Anyway. That's another one coming up. That's another one. (laughs) An unlikely one. (laughs) One one that owes a lot to this movie, I think. Well, actually, no, it came out first, didn't it? Oh my god, that's right. The Wishmaster even says, That's right. The shit just hit the fan. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I need you to make those three wishes, Alex. No, I'll never make a wish. Look, I'll show you my power. I'll give you a free wish. What yeah. what do you wish? I wish you would just blow your brains out. As you wish. Blows his brain out and grows back like Wolverine style. Yeah. And he's like, for what it's worth, that really fucking hurt. Yeah, like, basically, I can't be killed, I'm immortal, but it hurt like a son of a bitch. And then she makes her first wish. <sighs> I wish to know what you are. Dun dun dun. Oh, but he was a liar. This is her second wish. Yeah, right? Yeah. I-, I was waiting for that to be the switch. Oh, no, it was, because... Nope. No, no, 
It, I wrote him down because I was curious oh, okay. about that too. But no, this is really her first wish. Alrighty. And what happens when she uh, wishes to know what he is? He pulls her inside the gem into <gasps> his world. Oh no! I am the gem and the gem is with me. He starts saying some bullshit. Yeah, he is the gem. The gem is him. They are one. And we are here together. Or whatever the Beatles song is. I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> Come together right now over him. And then he sticks his pumpkin head dogs after him. Yeah. Which, by the way, if she gets murdered, he has to start from scratch, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. But it's like the yeah, the dog chase him. Like, what's, what, are they just going to, like, bite her up a little bit? And they're like, oh, would you wish the pain would stop? Uh, like, I don't, I don't know the objective half the time when he's, like, trying to kill her, but just trying to scare her. I don't know. But his powers are only... <laughs> Held to what he what she asked, so she asked for a cute little pumpkin head dog puppy yeah. thing to rip her apart, right? Well, he she wished to know what he is, so uh, he she's at the mercy of anything that's in his world, apparently. I guess. Really, yeah, he sort of takes some liberties. Yeah, and then she makes her second wish as the dog's coming after, her and she says, "I want to be in my apartment now without you." And then, yep, as you wish. Whoop. And she pops up in the apartment, all alone. The Where's my sister? Kelly! Kelly, where are you? <laughs> and she finds the note. Couldn't wait any longer for you. Gone to the rich guy's party without you. Yep. And then the phone rings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Guess who, bitch? <laughs> yeah. Be a shame for something to happen to your sister, wouldn't it? Niggity. Yeah. And then she says something like, fuck off, and hangs up on her. And then she drives fucking erratically oh with no regard for God. human life. As she's having, like, the flashes of all the the, the dying people. She's terrible and... at everything. Yeah, it gets crazy. You're sort of rooting for the Wishmaster. <laughs> That's right. She, like, pulls up to, like, the red light or whatever. Yeah. And uh, the Wishmaster, like, busts her window and says, Going my way. <laughs> yeah. He's just going to terrorize her until she wishes him to stop. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but, yeah, so she goes to Beaumont's party to find her sister there's a bouncer there played by tony todd and she's like this guy's following me and he's really bugging the shit out of me i i, I mean can you can you handle him he's like absolutely <laughs> and then, so tony todd stops the wish master and he's like yo yo i don't know if you know this but i'm johnny motherfucking valentine i'll put your ass out and wish master's like mm, step away fool <laughs> do you sometimes wish you could escape this life yeah yeah maybe i do Mm, as you wish and apparently that means put me in one of those water tanks houdini tried to escape from Mm, houdini did it in two and a half minutes Mm. yeah that that was a stretch guy (laughs) yeah so then we go inside the party and she's still looking for her sister uh, or I think she finds her right around the time uh, the Wishmaster finds uh, Freddy Krueger. I'm sorry, uh, Beaumont. Beaumont! <laughs> oh, man. Wishmaster on Elm Street? Wait. Yeah, Wishmaster on Elm Street. That'd be an interesting movie. I'd watch it. Yeah. Well, we're about to find out who will win. That's true. <laughs> oh, that's right. He makes the He's like talking to Beaumont, and he's like, I was at a party once in ancient Rome or something that was oh, better yeah. than this. Because Beaumont says something along the lines of, uh, like, oh, this party's such a bore. Weird, a party for a statue is a little bit boring. <laughs> yeah, right. 
Mm, I could help make this the most memorable party of all time. Oh, I would love to have a party like that. As you wish. Wait, wish? I didn't make no wish. And then people start turning into fucking glass and exploding, and the piano starts yeah. cutting people with the wires, and oh, the one dude gets the like poker or something in his fucking face, yeah. like a little skewer or something. Oh, yeah, like there is some weird shit. Oh, the the, the guy with his throat. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Again, special effects are on yeah, full the effect. Practical effects are amazing. Absolutely fantastic. And so everybody's, like, running around trying to get out of the, the building and, you know, not die or explode or get ripped apart by an inanimate object. Um, and then, like, the Poseidon statue comes alive and starts yeah. throwing tridents. <laughs> so amazing. Oh, that's right. And then Beaumont, like, meets up with Alex and is like, Alex, what's going on? And he's like, oh, he's here. The jet is here. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then Beaumont starts coughing up the weird fucking tentacle monster yeah. thing. And... Yeah, and so uh, Alex is like, fuck this, and runs away. <laughs> and, of course, Wishmaster is, like, right behind her. Uh, and she gets to the hallway, and there's, like, six statues, like, lining this hallway. Oh, yeah. She's looking for her sister, by the way. Yeah, yeah, still looking for her sister, because her sister's ran off or something, too. And then, like, she, there's, like, five security guys that pop up out of nowhere, and it's like, ma'am, ma'am, are you okay? Stay with us. You're going to be okay. And she's like, no, no, we got to get out of here. Oh, and then these uh, statues of warriors start coming alive, and it's like yeah. fucking Genghis Khan and you know, like a like a Spartan, and yeah, oh yeah, she gets real. And then so Alex runs off as the security guys are getting killed, and she stops by this painting of Jack the Ripper, and of course, yeah. Jack the Ripper springs out of the painting yeah. and grabs her, and, <laughs> and then she goes into this final like. Was it the statue room, or was this, like, another room in his palatial fucking estate? Uh, I think this is part of the statue room. Yeah. But, but yeah, she gets there, and uh, the Wishmaster is like, I need that third wish, Alex. I don't think your sister can wait. <gasps> no! And there's, yeah, there's, like, the painting on the wall that's, like, of her sister, yeah. but it's, like, a... Uh, Excellent likeness. Yeah, who's, she's who, trapped in a room with flames behind her. Yeah, who's the artist that does like the was it Van Gogh that does the like the oh like the scream? I forget who did the scream. I think it was like a Dutch painter, but yeah, yeah it's kind of in that style. Yeah, but yeah, and then like the fire in the background of the painting starts kind yeah. of flickering and burning. She's gonna burn, and then you hear the sister like, "Alex, help me!" And then and she's like, "What do I do? What do I do? They're getting closer. I gotta make a wish." stillness Calgon take me away (laughs) and then she starts remembering back the article she saw back at the beginning of the movie Mm. and what's the final wish babe I wish that was it Uh, Mickey Torelli Mickey Torelli hadn't been drinking on the job two days ago he doesn't realize it he's like as you wish what's going on And then the other statues start, like, exploding and imploding and all this other shit. Oh, yeah. And then we cut back to the first three minutes of the movie back at the docks, and it's like, no, we have to watch this thing over again. Hey, be careful with that statue. It's expensive shit. I'm on it. I'm on it. Sorry, boss. Be more careful. Uh, So, yeah, statue gets set up perfectly fine. I assume Beaumont makes another million dollars tax write-off with his donation to a museum. I don't know how that all works out. Uh, but then Alex decides, 
you know what? I am gonna go out with Dan. Actually, I've written down his name's Josh. Josh. <laughs> but we'll call him. We'll keep calling Dan. him Dan. Yeah. I'm fine with him being Dan. And then there, yeah, there's like a awkward ass conversation between her and Dan. And then there's a menacing laugh. Roll credits. Great. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Wishmaster. Woo! Oh my God, Steve, would you recommend this movie? Oh, totally. Not only that, I would recommend the three sequels too. Yeah. They they know what they are. They're like eighty to ninety minutes each. Again, again, we watched them all in an afternoon because we're that way. Fucking fantastic. Um, the sequels may be coming up in future months. Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, I'd, I'd definitely say check it out. And like I said, you can buy it on Amazon for five bucks. You'll have it forever. Oh, it's fantastic. And you yeah, could, you can pr- you can probably get all four of them on uh, on uh, Amazon like a hard I copy for like ten bucks. Steve, Steve. I'm jumping on Prime now. Okay. <laughs> well, while she's doing that, we're going to take a quick, quick commercial break. We are. And when we come back, what? We have more beer. Ooh. Fun facts. <gasps> and what we learn from Wishmaster. <laughs> Steve, for film collection, $20.97. wonder if I can get them all on Prime. <laughs> Ooh, 1999. On sale right now. Blu ray. Oh, Blu-ray, you say. Blu-ray. All those incredible CGI effects. Yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody. You like listening to podcasts, right? Well, what if I told you that you could get paid to listen to them? Well, with this new PodCoin app, that's exactly what you get. Uh, you can listen to everything I learned from movies or any and all of your other favorite podcasts. And the whole time you're earning pod coins that you can donate to charity or exchange for gift cards to places like Amazon and Starbucks uh, for something you'd be doing anyway. Just download PodCoin in the App Store, and as an added bonus, if you sign up with the special code STEVEIZZY, you get 300 PodCoins just for signing up. I use it for all my podcast listening now, and it's great. I'm already well on my way to Amazon gift card. Cha-ching! So yeah, download the PodCoin app, use the code STEVEIZZY, and you're already 300 PodCoins ahead of the game, and using a great podcatcher. Check it out today. Hi, I'm Ellen, and I'm scared we exist in the Matrix. I'm Jaslyn, and I'm bad at ad living. <laughs> and you're listening to High, High Expectations. Expectations, the promo. For our international listeners, you can appreciate our cute New Zealand accents. For our local listeners, you might bump into us in the street three times in the same hour. Our podcast is about pop culture, sexuality, relationships, interesting hobbies, banter, and ragging on each other. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Pocket Casts, Podcast Addict, or anywhere you might like to find podcasts. Yay! Please subscribe. Goodbye! We're happy to have you with us this evening and want you to enjoy every minute of your stay here. Listen to me. Please listen. If you don't, if you won't, if you fail to understand, then the same incredible terror that's menacing me will strike at you! Are you ready to enter the sci-fi double feature drive-in? Every month we hold a special double feature with a very interesting theme thought up by your host, the conspiracy-loving Elisa, and yours truly, Jarrett the Kaiju Man Wegelin. We discuss giant monsters, little monsters, genetic abominations, robots gone awry, aliens coming to Earth, cryptids, and anything in between. So join us at the sci-fi double feature drive-in podcast every first and third Thursday of the month. And don't forget to stop by our snack bar first. 
watched an absolutely terrible movie and thought to yourself, what were they thinking? Because we sure have. So much so that we named our podcast after it. What were they thinking? Starring me, Nathan. And Brendan. Every other week, we take a bad to questionable movie and unpack it. So you don't have to. And then every other other week, we ate your cues with our mailbag. Or, you know, talk about whatever. Yeah, no big whoop. No, no big whoop at all. So that's what were they thinking. You can catch us on Podbean, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. Uh, also, a ton of platforms that Brendan made up. He left his home in America to the streets of Hong Kong and conquered all challengers at Kumite. Then he mastered cybernetic robotics on himself. These make me more powerful, more faster. He was also named world's greatest lover seven years in a row before retiring, then devised a simple cocktail that cured cancer. The secret is the right mix of Brennevin, coconut water, and blue carousel. He was revered as a god, and every earthly desire was bestowed upon the champion. President Dukes, your hot tub is prepared for your state of the world address. We have found technology that gave us limitless energy from our sense of self-worth. World peace by all major religion now worshipping Amazon Prime and its incredible offerings and benefits and cured world hunger by making insect protein taste like bacon and eggs. Everything is incredible. But now one challenger has appeared to destroy everything himself. I have come from the future to end yours. My god, he's your exact double, but twice the size. And who knows how much stronger. Is that a rocket in his pants or some sort of ICBM defense system? Jesus, Harold and Kumar Christ. Even his splits can do splits. There's simply no defense against that. Mr. President, we must negotiate a treaty with you from the future. No, no treaty, no retreat, no surrender. I'm gonna kick that son of a bitch ass so hot that the next me wannabe is gonna feel it. Wait, is that right? Whoopah! 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 This is the most incredible final fight ever! What? Now they're going through the walls and are fighting in the streets! Ooh, that Ford Transit just got crushed and split in half! That's some serious Van Damage! Jean-Claude Van Damme and Jean-Claude Van Damme in his Academy Award nominated role based on about a true story of blood sports You can never beat me. Ha! You're wrong. I beat myself twice a day. Double dudes. And we're back. Oh my god, Steve, those were the greatest ads that ever added in the history of adding. Yes, they are. Oh, they get better every week. It's true. Oh, man. After all that wish-making, uh... <laughs> are you, do, you, do, you, do you wish you had a beverage of some sort? I do. 
Do you wish, perhaps, for a German carbonated beverage? Yeah. We have from Hofbrau München, Hofbrau Original. Yeah. One pint, nine fluid ounces, 500 milliliter beer. Munich specialty, brewed according to German purity laws. Yeah, straight out of Munich. Yeah, Steve, this is German pure. Oh, babe, I've been to the Hofbrau House in Munich back when I was 18. It was fucking amazing. Name dropper. I know. 5% alcohol by volume. Nice. I'm going to pop my top. Oh, my top. Nice. Ooh. I smell light struck right off the bat. Well. Not not a good sign for this poor beer. Poor. Everything at Bethmo is light struck, right? Eh, like, especially the international stuff. They just, like, store it out on the, like, back hills. You're going to have to give me more of that. Oh, I know. This is a crystal clear beer. You could read a book through this beer. Ooh. This beer is clearer than my glass currently that is covered in fingerprints. It's got a beautiful golden straw color, lots of white foamy head that's lingering, super tiny bubbles. Yeah, lots of light struck smell. Yeah, there's there's a lot of it. Yeah. It's got a little bit of a, like a little bit of green apple and a little bit of funk to it, but yeah, it's definitely not. It tastes like a Heineken factory that was hit by a skunk. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not a uh, smooth lager like I think it's supposed to be, right? We probably shouldn't drink a bunch of this. Yeah, probably not. Uh, but they were established in 1589. So. Yeah! We gotta go to Hofbrau House in Vegas, though. Yes, we do! We have been by it like four times. We've never actually been in it. Yep. We'll have to rectify that post-haste. Mm. Rectify other things. Mm. Hey, mm. Steve. Are there any fun facts, super fun facts, because they're fun, fun facts about this movie? You're in luck, there are. <gasps> yeah, I was really worried the answer was going to be no. Babe. Steve. Apparently the Metascore on this movie is yes. 74. Ooh. I was trying just to confirm that now, and I couldn't find it on IMDb. Okay. Um, and I say that because the Rotten Tomatoes score? Mm-hmm. 23%. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's critics, though. Rotten uh, Tomatoes can eat a bag of yeah, dicks. Audience score, 38. Ooh, yeah, that's... I would expect a little higher than low. that. Yeah, I, I mean, especially like horror fans, I would think it'd be in like the 70s or something, but... Yeah. Uh, $5 million budget. How much do you think it grossed? I hope it was $10 million. 15.7. Ooh! So it did pretty well. Yeah! And, uh, and that's just in theaters. Like, I assume it probably sold a bunch of DVDs and stuff, oh, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, according to director Robert Kurtzman on the Blu-ray special features, that's right, Blu-ray. Yeah, do we need to order that? Maybe. Uh, the studio originally wanted Dina Meyer to play the role of Alexandra. Who's she, Steve? Well, you may remember her from our past episode of Bats. Yeah. Uh, also Starship Troopers as yeah. Dizzy. Yeah. Uh, what else has she been in? Uh, she, she she pops up in everything. Yeah. Remember uh, Little Baby Wishmaster? Yeah. Yeah. That, cute. that was played by Vern Troyer. Yeah, it was. Of Austin Powers fame. Babe, everybody was in this movie. Right? Uh, including director Robert Kurtzman. Yeah. You want to know who he was? Who's he, Steve? He was the guy that was killed with piano wire. Yeah. <laughs> and also uh, Tom Savini, legendary makeup guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you may know him as Sex Machine from, from Dusk Till Dawn. Yeah. Uh, he was a customer in the pharmacy. 
awesome. Oh, I'd love to talk to that guy. Oh, so many good people. We should just talk to the whole cast of this movie. Get Let's them all together. Oh, uh, believe me, babe, I've been trying. <laughs> should do a seance for Buck Flowers. Yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, babe. What did what did we learn from Wishmaster? Be careful what you wish for. That's true. What did you learn? Um, I learned the secret to being a great ball player is stillness. That's why you never went full pro, babe. That's true. You know who has tons of stillness? Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably true. Oh yeah. man, there was so much to learn about this movie. Um, yeah, I learned. There's a lot more ways to die than I even thought were possible. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Um, I also learned I wanted to see a Wishmaster slash Nightmare on Elm Street collaboration. Who do you think would win? Freddy versus the Djinn? I don't fucking know. See, I wonder if the Djinn could trick Freddy into making wishes. Well, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. I think they would more like tag team and like try to take out the world. Like it's not exactly a Wishmaster versus Freddy kind of situation. I got it. Freddy, so it does become Wishmaster versus Freddy. They get jealous of each other, kind of encroaching on each other's territory. Oh, so like J- Freddy versus Jason? Okay. So Freddy has to team up with Jason to get rid oh, of the Wishmaster. Who? And then the Wishmaster uh, teams up with the Leprechaun? Something like that. Mike Myers? And then you get Jason versus Mike? Yeah. And, oh my god, this is going to be great. Yeah. It's going to be the Expendables of Horror Flicks. This is what we want. People out there making movies. We don't want Tom Cruise running from sand as the mummy. We want Tom Cruise as a werewolf fighting a mummy. Just give us what we want. We want all the monsters on the screen all the time. That's what we learned from this movie. Yeah. Also Godzilla. <laughs> yes. Godzilla versus Kong. Let yeah. them fight. If they, if they fucking fight. Let them fight. Babe. Steve. Thank you for listening. <gasps> thank you for listening. And beautiful people at home, thank you for listening as well. We yeah. really do appreciate it. We do have the best looking audience, don't we? We really do. I don't know why like all the supermodels listen to us. It's amazing. You listening right now? You are in like the top like three percent of gorgeous people. That's right. And uh if you'd like to reach out to us, uh maybe give us ideas for movies, all that kind of stuff, uh just send us words of encouragement. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at EILF Movies. That's everything I learned from, from movies. movies. Uh, we're also on Patreon, but eh. Uh, <laughs> that's only if you want like exclusive episodes and stuff like that uh, they do want exclusive episodes We've yeah there's like a whole extra episode a month that only Patreon guests get well I mean if they want to give $2 a month that's up to them yeah, yeah. for two you for $2 a month you can get all of the episodes yeah and, and but if they want to save money yeah they can also go to frankieandmur.com if they're oh. looking for some great gifts yeah, uh, they essential could. oils and aromatherapy and if you use promo code untidy u n t i d y you get 15% off your whole order and everything over $35 ships free anyway every day yeah yeah you know if uh if you're tired of making wishes and just want to take a nap and go hang out with freddy i highly recommend the 40 winks for you actually one of steve's favorite blends that's true i love the 40 winks Ooh, i also love uh in contradiction of this movie staying alive which is a germ fighting spray that i spray at my office all day because people are fucking filthy especially their children they are filthy, gross human beings with little garbage germ monsters at home. That's right. <laughs> yeah, the Stain Alive has uh, lemon, eucalyptus, 
cinnamon, clove, and rosemary, which are all antimicrobial. It smells really good and spicy and sort of holiday-ish. And yes, it does kill germs in the air. It's true. And of course, if you're also looking for fantastic art and paracord and all that stuff, you can hit up untidyvenus.etsy.com. That's a that's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping, as one might say. Etsy.com. And yeah, you've got great stuff to choose from. Oh, yeah. I mean, Father's Day is just around the corner. Hey, maybe you have a dad who's super into movie monsters i've got my uh, field guide to to movie worms up on there so you know you can identify when they start attacking the house perhaps you've got a dad who's not that into movies but maybe he's into hiking or a guy who looks wants to be a guy who looks like he's into hiking oh yeah steve has paracord survival bracelets if he's got a dog or a small t-rex or a super big cat we've got paracord leashes that's right Rated up to small dinosaur. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, hit us up. Uh, but until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I Learned from movies. movies. Have a good night, everybody. Night, everybody. Is that what you wish of me? Mm, you and me got some conversation to have. I got some wishes. Oh, my top. <laughs>